Alright, welcome to another edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. And we are joined now by my good friend, Noah uh, Matthews. What a great story he is. Very inspirational story. He continues to be a wonderful inspiration for not just hockey players and those associated with the sports, but for human beings as well and anyone that has gone through uh, some tough tribulations like he has. And that is Matt Brown joining us right now. And he's the author of a new book, like I said earlier, Line Change. Matty, how you doing? I'm good, Murph. How you doing? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm good. Um, you know, Matt, I mean, obviously I know your story. Um, I kind of prefaced it a bit earlier in the episode, but um, just for those who aren't familiar with, the, you know, what this all derived from the book and, and what you've been through since, can you just give them a quick synopsis of, you know, what happened and, and, and just sort of your journey from there? Uh, absolutely. So... You know, almost nine years ago now. Uh, it was nine January. Yeah, nine years in, uh, in about two weeks. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore in high school. I was um, uh, I was on the varsity hockey team, and we were uh, we had a game Saturday afternoon against Weymouth down in Hingham at the Pilgrim Arena. Um, it was a it was a late afternoon game on a Saturday, so the boys were excited to kind of go in and do our job and get out of there and see where the night took us. Uh, uh, I, to be honest, I don't really remember much of the first period. Um, my line was not skating well at all. We uh, we were getting reamed out by a coach, and you know we were actually benched at the end of the first period. And you know one of us would skate a shift, and two would sit. You know, someone else would jump on for a line and skate. Um, and then and halfway through the second period, he turned to us and said, all right, now go do something. So we hopped the boards and the puck was down in our net uh, or down near our end, near our net. So we, we raced after it. Uh, as a forward, I picked it up behind, uh, right at the faceoff dot and started to take it behind the net. It came off my stick. Um, and at the same time, it um, bounced off the boards came back between my feet, and I looked down. And at the same moment, um, I felt the player converge on me going after the puck. I lost my footing and, you know, ended up going headfirst into the boards where I uh, broke my C4 and C5 vertebrae in my neck and ultimately um, was paralyzed from the shoulders down. Um, you know, and w- one of the things you're taught as a hockey player growing up is, you know, when you get hit, you, know, you, you shake it off, you get back up, you get back into play. So when I tried that the first time and nothing happened, uh, I was I was confused. I tried it again you know, right away and nothing happened. And that's when I knew I was in trouble. Uh, that's when I knew I, I, that's when I knew I was in a lot of trouble. I sort of blacked out at the moment um, and kind of came to with the mother of one of my best friends, uh, who, who's a nurse talking to me, calming me down, and trying to take off my, cut off my chin strap as the, as we waited for paramedics to uh, make their way to the rink and, you know, ultimately uh, load me up onto a backboard on a stretcher and take me to the South Shore Hospital. Spent a couple hours there, you know, taking x-rays, getting some, you know, medicine in me to make me feel comfortable and ultimately knocked me out. Um, and I woke up at Children's Hospital about four or five days later 
with a tube down my throat breathing for me uh, and really wondering what just happened, what on earth just happened. And, and, you know, obviously I'm imagining the days after that were kind of a blur, Matt, but, you know, I'm not, I, I can't even imagine being in your, in your skates or your shoes there um, wondering what that was like for you, but from what I recall, and, you know, this is around when I, I ended up meeting you a couple months later, um, but just the, the, the immediate response, uh, you know, not only from, you know, your community in Norwood, Mass., or just that close-knit hockey community right there, but just everywhere. What? And I'm sure you touch on this in the book. I have to confess, I haven't read it yet. I'm I'm still waiting on my copy, buddy. With the with, I want a signed copy, by the way. All right. Trust me, I got that for you. All right, sounds good. But just you know, pe- people see this on TV or they read about it, and, and and maybe they'll read it there. But from from you, the person who went through it, how much? in those initial weeks and months, did that support that you got um, from all over, uh, you know, kind of help? I guess you, adapt isn't a word. You're never going to adapt to a life-changing moment like that. It's just it's always something that's obviously going to be with you. But how much did it help you um, put a positive spin on things or, or get through the day? I'm sure there were so many days where you just – you're like, what the hell is this? I don't want to deal with it. No, no. I, it, it's, you know, it, it was everything. You know, in, in those early days, in those early days, I, I, said to, I said to myself a lot. I asked myself, you know, why me? You know, why did I, why did this happen to me? What, what did I do to deserve this? And, you know, there, there are no answers. Um, but, you know, when I looked around, you know, I saw – I saw my family there, a family that cared for me, a family that was going to be behind me, you know, forever how long it it, it takes. Um, but then I had what felt like a revolving door of visitors, friends coming in to see me, letting me know that they're behind me, uh, letting me know that they were there for me. And then, you know, you hear from not only just the town of Nord, but, you know, the area the South Shore, Massachusetts, New England, and then the hockey fraternity. I mean, those messages were were everything. You heard from um, kids as young as mites, you know, sending letters. You had you had folks in their eighties. I mean, that they once they, at one time they played hockey, um, and and that's all it took. And they were letting you know that the fraternity had. They're back. I, I I got a letter and a message from the Greek national team letting me know that they were there supporting me for everything I need. And that has been what has gotten me, you know, you know, to the point where I am now. That you know, it, it, it's it, those early days in seeing that support I had made me realize that it's time to you know look forward. No more looking back. Set a goal. And work as hard as you can for as long as it takes. Um, and along the way, enjoy every moment of life that you have. Uh, and and I think I, I I can't even begin to thank uh, everyone for what that what those messages meant to me and what they still mean to me when I get them. It, it's really it's really the you know the driving force that's keeping me going. You know we'll get into what's gone on since then, but just. 
quickly before we leave sort of that moment or those those months in the aftermath there, you know, I ended up meeting you, I want to say, I don't know, literally, it must have been about around now, right, in uh, 2011? Was the year they went to? Yeah, uh, probably, prob- yeah, it was that following year. Yeah, yeah, so I end up meeting you, I get a call from, of course, uh, Lucas Carr, our mutual friend who I'm sure will come up in this conversation in a bit, it's been instrumental with you in all the marathon running you do. Um, but just, you know, look, I, I'm around the game of hockey. I cover it, and I always say one of the greatest things about hockey players is that is all the charity they do and how active they are in the community and how sincere they are about it. Like, these, these aren't guys that are just doing it because they're told to. They're doing it. They're not doing it because their agent told them to. They're not doing it because it looks great. The majority of hockey players I've dealt with in the NHL do it out of their heart, you know, out of the, the kindness of their heart, and, and they really care. And a lot of them don't even want it to be known, you know. And, and I, I'm guessing the event, you know, that I met you at was when, you know, Lucas Carr, a former Army Ranger, had brought back a, a flag um, that was that was raised and flown in battle there uh, with his with his fellow Rangers. And he's with a, another injured Ranger. His name escapes me at the time right now, Matt. I feel horrible. Um, uh, was it Abraham? Yeah. 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 You know, and I remember doing a story on it, but I just remember, I, I remember walking out of that, that get together there in your basement and walking out of your house and, and driving home and, and, and just pulling over and completely breaking down and crying. Like, like just, you know, all of it coming out because part of it was, wow. you know, a part of it was, I, I felt so bad for you, obviously, and, I, and for your family and what you guys were going through. Um, and then to see what Abraham had been through with his, with his injury and, and, you know, just listening to that. and You know, but then a part of it was also inspirational tears, and it was it was just, wow. I mean, like, if I'm, yeah, um, if I'm having a shitty day, imagine what Matt's going through. You know, and, I, and a lot of times – to this day, Matt, I, I, I still think back to that, and I still say that, and you've helped me through getting through a lot of days because of your your will and your inspiration and your your, your passion. So, you know, I thank you for that. Well, well Murph. That was a I, that, 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 yeah, hey, listen, that, that really, you know, really means a lot. Um, and, you know, one of the uh, – Andrew Ferns wrote the foreword mm-hmm. to, to the book, and – uh, in it, he, he, he and and he brings up that day a lot, uh, or he brings up the day in the forward and talks about it. Um, so it, it was a very, I think, uh, powerful day for a lot of people. Yeah, and you know, and then of course, you know, I'm sure the two of us share this feeling that we can't say enough about Patrice Bergeron. And no, you know, I want I want you to tell the listeners right now that the the friendship you formed um, through this experience and how much it hasn't just been like a, you know, a one-time thing or the Bruins are telling me to check up on Matt Brown and i got to do a photo shoot. It, it's so much more, and I've had this conversation with Patrice, but just your take on that relationship you've developed with, in my eyes, probably the classiest athlete I've ever met. Uh, and that is a hundred percent. He is just the best. And, you know, I, I really don't know where to begin. I, um, 
I, I guess I'll, I, I remember kind of waking up, you know, you know, from that medically induced haze and, you know, kind of wondering, you know, why me, what was going on. And, um, there was a Jersey in my room, uh, uh, a Bruins Jersey. And, you know, on the back of it, you know, was Patrice Bergeron and on it, he said to Matt, stay positive. And uh, I'm in my room right now and I'm looking at it right now. Um, and, and that, and that would have been all I needed, but this was, you know, almost nine years ago and he was what, 24 years old then. Yeah. And, and in that, uh, and with that Jersey, he wrote a, a handwritten note, you know, you know, six or seven sentences, just talking to me, um, you know, about, you know, to be patient, stay positive, you know, and it, it was handwritten. It's no, no PR stent, no PR person. It, it was handwritten and it was genuine and it was really what I needed. Um, I went down to the, the Shepherd Center in Atlanta um, three weeks after being in Children's. And um, lucky enough, you know, went sometime in March, um, the Bruins were down playing the Thrashers. This was the last year the Thrashers were going to be there. I was just going to say that. Um, in the Jets, right? Yeah. Yep. And we, we were in my room. Uh, my mom was there. And, you know, one of the nurses came down and said, hey, there's a, uh, there's a Patrice Bergeron at the front desk that wants to uh, come in and say hi. And our, our, jaw, our jaws just dropped and hit the floor. Um, and this was the night before a game. You know, they flew in that day. He came over and spent an hour with me. He brought a, you know, a duffel bag full of Bruins sweatshirts, Bruins goodies, Bruins videos, brought some clam chowder. Um, again, this was the night before a game, uh, 24 years old. He brought his uh, gold medal that he won at the Olympics just a month before. Um, and I, I, I was blown away. And, you know, it, it was at, at that point where I was extremely nervous to meet him, didn't know what to ask him, um, you know, didn't know, what, didn't know what to say. And every year, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky enough to go into a couple of games and watch the games and, you know, go down and see him after. And in the nine years, it's gone from, hey, do you mind autographing this, kind of a picture, to really, you know, How's the family? How how are you doing? How are you feeling? It, it it's it's now that it's now that I'm seeing uh, a friend and I'm and I'm catching up with a friend. Um, and you know to have someone like that in in your corner, you know, genuinely, you know, asking you how you're doing and curious about you, and it, it really it really you know uplifts you. Um, and one of the things that I've seen is that, you know, I've been lucky enough to go down there and meet him, but I'm also, I go down there with the folks that are also in this box that are going through tough times and meeting him for the first time. And the smile he brings to these families and, you know, brings to these kids in a time of need is, it's just who he is and he is such a role model and, and mentor. And I, 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 I've just been so lucky. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun because, like, you know, I'll shoot the breeze with them a lot. It's not just always, you know, doing scrums and interviews with them. I, I, I've formed a friendship with him over the years, so he is such a great guy. But, I mean, I'm telling you, Matt, one of the things that always comes up when we talk, hey, 
You talk to Matty Brown? How's Matty doing? Uh, that's funny. You know, I mean, and that, that's just common conversation between us is you're, you're in it, <laughs> you know? And I, sometimes I yeah. feel because I know, you know, and I apologize, you know, we get caught up in life, we, we lose touch sometimes, but, you know, just the fact that I think from that, the friendship I've gotten with you and your family, your dad, Mike, it's amazing. It's, how funny is it, too? Your dad ends up knowing one of my good friends from Montreal. Right. You know, like, what a small, everything, you know, it's like, oh, it's all linked somehow, right? But, um. Oh, yeah. It's great. But, yeah, I mean, he just always, I mean, I'll tell you quick, Matt, before we move on, and I want to get into how, you know, the genesis of when the book starts to take shape. But, you know, last year, uh, speaking of Montreal, I had another friend up there, uh, Gorge Fairholme. You know, he's a really good guy. He's uh, about 10 years older than me three kids and uh, we just formed a relationship because he came to one of my remote shows up there. He's a big Bruins fan in Montreal, which is always dangerous. And <laughs> he loved that there was a guy from Boston doing some work up there. So we, we formed a great relationship and um, Bergeron was his favorite player as well, as well as his sons. And uh, last November, I think it's like maybe I had seen you right around then too. Uh, Gord passed away from cancer. That's and right. Oh, yes. that's right. I think I told you. And so, you know, I immediately – I couldn't make it up. Um, it was Thanksgiving weekend here in the States, and I think the Bruins had two games. I couldn't make it up to Montreal uh, for the services or anything. So I said, i got to do something. And immediately I said, oh, Patrice will help me out. So I spoke to Brandon McNillis, uh, the PR guy now for the Bruins, and, uh, you know, I said, is there any way Patrice could sign something and bring it? I'm just thinking like a hat or a picture or something, right? You know, no, he just gives him a picture, a hat, and a signed jersey. And he writes, he writes not, not, like, not like a note, he writes a card. <laughs> he gives, look, I'm, you know, he goes, I'm so sorry for what you're going through, and I really appreciate you caring for me up there in Montreal. And, you know, anytime you're down here, like, like, it, it's just like, who is this guy? It's, it's, but, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's it's what hockey players are, and, and he yeah. is just, you know, as 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 unbelievable he is on on the ice. It's just off the ice, he is he, he is someone that cares and yeah. really cares. Yeah. And so you know, and it was great. You got from that, you started to meet a lot more people who cared as well, Matt. And through this journey, I'm wondering when did the the whole idea for a book. Uh, sort of come to fruition. So it's 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 a very funny story. I met I met Todd Simon, my co-author, um, and Andrew Ferrance's day with the cup. Andrew Ferrance um, brought the cup over to Spalding, um, you know, when it was still right behind the garden, um, and uh, Team Hoyt was there, and Todd was part of Team Hoyt, um, and you know, we kind of just struck up a conversation. I started talking. He knew my story a little bit. And I think it was then when he said, you know, you should write a book. Um, and, you know, I don't think he was talking about right then, but I said, not now, you know, not yet, not yet. And I would see him at the marathon every year, and our friendship grew and grew. And he would say, you, know, you should write a book, you should write a book. And because Todd, Todd has done some books with, uh, has, I think I've done a handful of books with, he wrote a uh, uh, book with the Hoyts. He's done multiple um, other kind of memoirs and biographies and children's books. So 
you know, he was like, you showed, you showed us, it's not time. Um, and then senior spring, uh, the spring of my uh, senior semester at Stonehill, I, I began to really think, you know, I didn't have anything lined up after. So I wrote, I just started writing stories and writing, you know, like memories and things that if we were to, if we were to do a book, you know, I wanted to cover. I probably wrote just a rambled on for 25 or 30 Microsoft Word pages, just rambling of memories and stories. Um, and, you know, a couple of weeks after I graduated, I texted him and I, all I said was, it's time. Um, and he was a little busy at the time, um, but I sent him what I had. And he said, this is how you write a book. So we were both fired up. Um, we were both fired up. And then, so this was the summer of 2016. Uh, for the next year and a half, you know, we'd have a call every Saturday or every other Saturday. And he would read through it, um, and he would ask me questions, and we would record it. And it was all about getting more detail out, more detail. You know, it, it was just getting all the detail we could have. Um, so we did that for about a year and a half. And at Christmas time, uh, at Christmas time last year was when, uh, we finally put the pen to paper and, uh, or should I say, fingertips to <laughs> fingertips to, to keyboard. Um, and he called me with, and he put together what um, he thought would be the first paragraph, and it was the best Christmas present I I've had in years. Um, it, it was awesome. And then we finished that up, you know, this past summer. Um, it's you know 20 chapters. Um, I, I think really one of the coolest things that's in the book is that, you know, we have chapters from other people's point of view throughout the journey. My my dad did a chapter, my mom did a chapter, my sister did a chapter, but also um, my head charge nurse at uh, Children's Hospital, um, my first aide that when I was that was with me at, at, at high school, and actually um, uh, uh a good friend of mine now, um, the young man who was r- racing for the puck uh, with me. So, wow. it's, you know, yeah. If you ever, if you ever spoke to him after, yeah, Tyler and I have have, have formed a very, very good relationship, and his, his family is, his family is just, you know, so great. Um, and you know I've been really lucky that you know you know through this we've you know have become very close and you know our families you know see each other around and really I'm very lucky that um that that happened so you really get you really get all these um kind of points of view uh-huh. and. And, you know, there's, you know, some very funny moments in the book, some sad moments, you know, and ultimately, you know, moments that will really make you think. Um, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead and if I'm starting to talk about it, but it's, uh, we shipped books out to the, the folks that participated in the Kickstarter campaign uh-huh. that we did to help with the publishing and everything. Um in December, uh, December 10th, we shipped them out, and my family and I, you know, we're, we're on vacation that next that next week in in Hawaii. Um, so we we shipped them out on that Tuesday and flew flew all day on Wednesday. And I was getting messages from people that you know got the book that next day, that Wednesday, 
and read it in one sitting. And when I landed in Hawaii, I, um, my phone was just filled with messages from people that read the book, you know, in one sitting, um, and that they connected with it and that they enjoyed it. They loved it. They laughed, they cried. Um, and you know, I, I, I got those messages while, while I was in Hawaii. Um, then, then when I returned through Christmas and the new year and everything was just so crazy that, you know, with the vacation and the holidays that I, it didn't really hit me. Um, and then, you know, after new year's, I kind of went back through those messages and it hit me out of thin air that, you know, the response it got was just unlike anything we dreamed would happen. Yeah. It, it's, it, it has been such so surreal that you know the demand that people have for it now and uh, the messages I'm getting from you know high school and college aged um, kids yeah you know that maybe we targeted to but then then we're getting messages from you know folks in their you know 40s and 50s parents um, that are really connecting with it um, and it's it's just it it it, it came out Ten times better than I ever imagined. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And, and, and you know, the story's not finished. That's the way I look at it. Man. No, no, no. So, so, this, so, so this goes up until, um, kind of up until, uh, you know, through college. But who, who knows what's um, what's left for down the road? Maybe there's a 2.0 down there in a couple of years or something. There is, my friend. I think there is for sure. I pretty listen, Matt. Uh, you know, I, I don't really have words that can express how proud I am of you, but I am. And I'm proud to know you and call you a friend, and uh, I'm so happy for you to have this book out, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. And, you know, you, you can tell your dad, too, I, we're all long overdue for a uh, a hockey game down in the uh, the Brown Man Cave there. Uh, by the Absolutely. way, Absolutely. for listeners out there, Matt Brown has the best man cave I've ever seen in my life. It is I, I'm yet to watch a football or hockey game down there, but uh, I'm sure I will never be the same once I do. Because it's pretty sweet. Oh, trust me. There, there's no chance. <laughs> there's no chance you'll, you'll be the same effort. As long as you got some captains so I can uh, set sail with the captain, I'll be, I'll be good, all right? Trust me. We've got you covered. <laughs> Matt, listen, uh, it's line change. It's out there. Now, where can the uh, listeners find it? Um... So there's a couple of websites. Um, eventually it'll be, uh, we're finishing up my website, mapround3.com. It's not there yet. Um, in uh, March, and in, in March it'll hopefully be in on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. But right now, if you go to mascotbooks.com, um, mascotbooks.com and go to their biography and memoir page, it's all alphabetical order, uh, line change. So it's on page four. And Murphy, I, I can send you um, like links and stuff if you want to put it into anything. Sure, man. That sounds great. I appreciate it, Matty. That's Matt Brown joining us here. A true inspiration to all. Check out his book, Line Change. I'm Jimmy Murphy. This has been another edition of Rune Feet here on CLNS Media. We'll talk to you next week. Now maybe someday. Mm-hmm. I'll reach that high you go.